Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 434. My name is Brando. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. I'm excited for this year. Last year, life-changing. Got baby Brownstone involved in my life. He's currently taking a nap in the other room. So uh, as I've discussed on on social media, uh, I, I wish I was able to do more last year. Had 49 episodes done. Uh, almost had 50. I tried to put out this, uh, the review of the general before the end of the year, but I guess ended up like not liking what I said and just deleting it. Like I, uh, it's, it, it happens. I'm, I'm, I wonder if Axel ever really did that with a song. I just finished it and then just deleted it and never to be heard from again. Uh, it's, it's interesting. So uh, we'll get to start off the year with this. I want to be able to expand the podcast in the new year and, and do more episodes, whereas it's me and you talking as well, not always waiting for guests. Uh, put more on my Patreon. If you go to my Patreon uh, right now, I put up the first installment, first episode, because this was a great, great idea from my buddy G. Hall, iOS Documentaries, who did that amazing DIY Izzy Stradlin doc on YouTube. Uh, he said, why don't you just read the chapters because I've been sh reading some excerpts on podcasts. I've been sharing some excerpts on social media, but he's like, why don't you just take like a half an hour, read like a chapter or a topic at a time, give your thoughts on it. So yeah, I did that with chapter one. So if you go up to Patreon right now, you can, you can get that. So I'm going to put more stuff on my Patreon uh, and just expand what I do here. I want to be able to finally, because it's, I think it's time to have like a, a one-stop shop where you can find everything, Appetite for Distortion. Uh, there will be a website in the future. There will be a website. Instead of saying, hey, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, email, everything's going to be in one place. So that's uh, that's going to be the, the come in the future. But let's talk about the future of this year and, and Guns N' Roses. But it, it, you can't do that without talking about how it ended. And it ended uh, last year with the general. And I've been trying really hard to find the right words to to give a review. I can't because I can't do it. <laughs> I already said I deleted verbally giving a review twice because I couldn't find the right words. I, I couldn't do it on social media. Like the I couldn't find the right configuration because it's almost a conversation that needs to happen. So much like with Chinese democracy itself and several of the songs on there it needs multiple listens because the first time i heard it and i'll give you my instant reaction was that it was terrible i thought it was the the worst song in the catalog worse than my world that's my what that was my initial reaction it's not that way now and interestingly enough i listened to my world for the first time in a while i have a new appreciation for that song knowing what's what GNR has done since in the experimental nature of the band and 
just what Axel does with his voice. I actually enjoyed it. So uh, taking away some hate from my world. But anyway, I still felt like well, I didn't like it. I don't like Axel's vocals. I'm like, what's the hook? Uh, I, I appreciate and respect the hell out of the lyrics. I mean, he's bearing his soul. Some of the most uh, vulnerable lyrics in the GNR catalog or on the general. But my opinion is this. If the general was on Chinese democracy, if Chinese was going to be the two to three albums as it was once rumored to be, and this song came out in at least 2008, it would age well. If it was put between like Riyadh and the Benduins and Sorry, it would it would flow well because it just sounds out of place and it's one song. And that's also how I feel about perhaps it sounds like it's coming after something and before something like it just sounds like it's part of an album. And it's interesting. And I think in today's world where everyone's just like single, single, single. We've lost the the art of making an album that maybe I'm like our, our minds have been tricked. If it's not a hit single, it's like, what is this? No, it's a work of art. It is a work of art that he took a big chance on. And is it something that I will go out of my way to listen to? No, not now. Not currently. Because it's not something I I might just because it's still new. It's still fresh if it comes up on my, on my playlist. Uh, but it's not something I will say I enjoy right now. I respect it more that I've listened that I've listened to it several times. Uh, just really trying to understand because I had the same reaction with the songs on Chinese. I've said before when I first heard "If the World," what the fuck is this song? It's like the falsetto guitar and this James Bondy theme. It's a great song. You really have to step outside of what you think Guns N' Roses is and just appreciate it for the work of art and who's making it. And it's 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 interesting because how the the whole process of what how GNR is doing this to put out such a absurd song first for the reunion absurd, which somehow I've I've liked since the beginning. Didn't like Silkworms, but whatever Slash and Duff did to it, I like it. And I've been noticing people have been coming around to absurd. So maybe it's like that. We have this mindset. Okay, Guns of Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Use your illusion. And there are still so many people that won't even give Chinese democracy a chance. And when you hear absurd right away, you hear the general. It's like, we've been waiting for Slash and Axel to get together. Where's Welcome to the Jungle 2? Where's Night Train? It, it may never be that again. It's evolved. I, I'm thinking, and there's been guesses, and I have no insider information, that if anything happens this year, because Slash is on tour Duff's with his new uh, solo album um, it is maybe it would be another two for a single, like another EP, another rumored song, Atlas Shrugged, maybe with Monsters, the leaked song that came out on the B-side. Maybe that might happen. But I'm hoping that now that they're off the road for the first time in like seven years, for like maybe they'll be off the road for two. I, I'm hoping, honestly, two years. At least a year, but two years. To work on an album, to work on whatever Tom Mayhew said in that leaked VIP video that there is leftover appetite stuff. So I'm hoping that these one-off singles are going to be part of an album and you'll be able to hear the general 
before, uh, right after perhaps and before monsters and just the way it flows and the journey will make you appreciate and enjoy the song. I mean, Chinese democracy, that might be the last album I've, I've listened to like an, like an album. Let's put it that way. I've, I've, I've listened to albums, but it's not on the same repetitiveness as Chinese democracy. Like it were the days that I still had a CD player and would commute and just always just put that in and just play it over and over and over again. The, the journey of Chinese democracy. And that's what these songs sound like. The journey of absurd to hard school to uh, perhaps to the general, to whatever's the monsters, hopefully this year. I mean, the fact that they have the best song that they put together since the reunion, uh, the rumored soul monster, I guess being renamed monster uh, is fantastic. And why it got leaked, I don't know. Was it on purpose? Was it to show that, hey, we actually have good songs that, that the majority will like? And I don't even want to say that good versus bad. Again, it's uh, the best. I, th I thought the best review was a simple uh, comment on Facebook. I think it was like, uh, his name was Carlos. Uh, that perhaps sounds like a, a horror movie. And you know I love horror movies. And when I thought... I heard I read that. I'm like, yeah, because it's kind of uncomfortable to listen to. It's awkward. It's weird. It's uncomfortable, like me. Uh, so that also gave me new appreciation for it. So um, that whatever 2024 brings, I think it's gonna. These songs are gonna age better. I think at the very least, we have a whole year of just wondering what we still have here as Guns N' Roses fans. Uh, what I can guarantee you is merch. <laughs> I have no insider information, but I'm quite confident there will be merch uh, th this year for Guns N' Roses. But I, I hope they they take a rest, man. I mean, oh, Slash's not resting, Duff is not resting, but Axel, because I'll say this, and it was on one of my reviews, and I, because I just got to be honest with it, I think he really needs a rest. Justin Hawkins from The Darkness gave a very harsh but very educated review of Bon Jovi's voice and, and broke it down scientifically and the nodules on the esophagus. Like, he's really medically, and he's somebody that, he he's a singer. He's a, has a great voice. So I appreciate where he's coming from with that. He's like, I, he's like, I love Bon Jovi. I'm not telling anybody not to go see him, but it's not the sound that we're, we're accustomed to. That's how... Axel is now and he's a smart man he he knows he he has to know what he sounds like and I think he's trying just to keep everything in tune so he does he's not pitchy he's not out of tune not all over the place he's keeping it he's he's really walking this tightrope and it's it's hard to do it with that voice and the energy he puts in uh, there was a recent interview with Duff that I found very interesting about the th he had to defend the, the three-and-a-half-hour shows. Uh, to some fans, it's too long, which I think is very silly. You're paying that amount of money. Guns N' Roses probably gives you the most bang for your buck than any band. I mean, what, do you want to say Bruce Springsteen? I'm sorry. I mean, I, I like Bruce, but I mean, I, I, so many of his songs just sound the same. I just feel like I'd be going to a... I'd be hearing a song for like three-and-a-half hours with him. I know that's sacrilege to say to some people who... Uh, Alt, uh, worship at the altar of Bruce, but I'm not one of them. I mean, uh, with guns, it's fast-paced, it's slow-paced, it's Chinese, it's appetite, there's, there's so much. There's covers, 
there's a whole journey you're, you're getting there. But what Duff said about being in pain the next day, and he's got arguably in the best shape out of all of them. So, I mean, if Duff's in pain, it's just interesting. If, if they ever had the conversation, let's cut this down. I know it's hard to leave stuff out. and People would be complaining, but you could cut it down and you really alter the set list. So I think you will have more people traveling to see shows like my wife with Dave Matthews because it's like, oh, man, you got this show? Well, I, I, they had this plan. Well, I was at that show and they played this. And it's just like you're – there's an app she has that says like what show plays what songs could be really fun. And I think that would be beneficial for Axel's voice. I think that's one of the reasons why he shined for ACDC. So I'm not going to get overly critical of Axel's voice because I am an Axel supporter. Uh, I will never tell anybody not to go see them. I, I, as much as I want them, they are taking a well-deserved break. Take a break. I can't wait to take baby Brownstone. To his first Guns N' Roses show. I am chomping at the bit. All of them. If, if Slash comes around, I'm taking them. If Duff comes around, I'm taking them. Uh, and I don't know if 2024 is going to bring an interview with Duff or Slash, even though they're doing solo stuff. I have hopes every year, and they're always disappointed every year. They're always. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, man, and, and doing the best I can, and getting all these obscure interviews with people who were. Used to be in the band, uh, have the six degrees of uh, GNR Bacon with them, uh, fan interviews. If you're going to a Slash show, we can do reviews there. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll, I mean, this podcast is, is, is keeps going. Even though my priorities have changed with the kid. And that being said, I have to put a pause on the horror podcast. That's just one thing too many. I can't put the, the time and effort it needs in there. Because it, that's the horror genre. There's there's so many great outlets out there for me to be able to build my that thing up to where like AFD is now. The amount of work is just it's just not there. So I'm sure I'll do random interviews here and there. Um, but and, and and maybe when Harrison grows up, he'll be into horror movies, and we can have a you know a daddy son horror podcast. We'll do that. So I'm just keeping that on the. On pause, but for now, but AFD man, I I can't wait to see what brings what comes this year, what it's gonna bring, and what we're gonna do, uh, because it's like I, I said to this Scott at the beginning, how are we gonna do a Guns N' Roses podcast? They don't do anything, <laughs> but then they have the three union, and they have you know this massive tour all over the world, and these new songs. There's always something to talk about. So, um, in addition to because uh, there's always the old stories to talk about. Uh, in addition to putting on Patreon uh, chapters from Doug's book, I would like to talk to you. Like we do fan obsession. Maybe we'll do some Patreon specific fan obsession episodes. So if you feel like you have a great Guns N' Roses story and we could put it up on Patreon, if it doesn't fit in, you know, with uh, my episodes kind of, you know, I'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll discuss it. So just let, let me know that as well. And until a website is out, uh, best way to reach me is Facebook, X, Twitter, uh, email, the AFD podcast, excuse me, the AFD show.com. And actually that reminds me, I want to read this to close out this episode because this was a fantastic email. So again, the AFD show at gmail.com. And I get emails like this all the time. It comments like this all the time. And what it keeps me, it's what keeps me going. Hi, Brando. This is from Brian. I should say that. It's from Brian, Brian Sharma. I hope that's okay to say your whole name. 
just finished your latest episode with the DLR book author, which was particularly great. By the way, I'm going to be going on their, their DLR cast. Uh, and I just wanted to send you a quick note of thanks. You do an excellent job, and your work is very much appreciated. I love how you keep it informal, bringing a large variety of GNR guests, from fans to band members, when you're allowed to get them, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I can only imagine all the hard work you put into keeping your show running. Please keep up the good work. And I, I do. So I want to be able to, because I get a lot of, uh, in addition to Patreon, people just will PayPal. I want to set up a donation button and call it like the, uh, you know, help baby Brownstone get through hard school or something like that. Just a, you know, a diaper fund, uh, something like that on so people could donate. Cause it is, it is a lot of work and I could stop doing this podcast and do more of my non radio job, earn more money that way. But I'd, I'd be dead inside. This is this keeps me going. Anyway, a little info about me. I've been to 69 gun shows. Uh, 69. That's my joke, not his. He's above that. Uh, not including three Axel DC shows that I went to. Three. That I mean, the Axel DC show for me ranks up there with the the first reunion show I went to in 2016 in New Jersey, and also in New Jersey, uh, Velvet Revolver. Uh, as the best shows I've ever, I've ever been to. Uh, my last show being Power Trip. I've done a week-long guitar camp with Bumblefoot in 2013, and I just did a, a rock and roll fantasy camp with Richard Fortas in May. Got to play Sweet Shot on the Mind with him. I've been a longtime fan, and I can't wait to see them again. Hopefully, we get more music from them next year. Album, please. But it will take the general and monsters over nothing at all. I think you might have heard my automatic cat feeder <laughs> just there. It's interesting, again, why it was called the General and Monsters on that leaked, um, I guess, I, I can't think of the, the term for it, but when it was, you, you were able to, like, place it online. You were able to, like, register it online, I guess, songs before it's released. It was it was listed as the General and Monsters, but those who had the perhaps, uh, who got the perhaps LP, that Monsters was not a hidden track. So you wonder if Monsters is going to be on an album with it's again this this band keeps us guessing, man. <laughs> it's just another year of guessing. Uh, some thoughts on a future guest for you. I am taking a, a slash guitar class online by Nicholas Riviera, also known as Nico Slash. He is French, so I don't know how good his English is, but he has a lot of great stories about sourcing guitars for Slash, and he has his own YouTube takedown experience where he actually got to put his GNR videos back up. He may be uh, worth reaching out to. Thanks again for all that you do. I hope you have a great holiday break. Brian. Thank you, Brian. I did have a great break in Chicago. Was there for a little over a week um, with a couple dogs. Went from cats to dogs. Baby Brownstone saw his first snow and touched it. And was like, mm, what is this? <laughs> it didn't say that quite yet. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate your, your GNR story. Uh, I appreciate your guest suggestion. I will reach out. Nico, that the, the name sounds familiar. And if you're familiar with this podcast, as long as you can speak any English, we'll make it work. I mean, I butcher the language, and it's my first language. But when we've done those concert reviews from people uh, in, from other countries where it may not be their first language, you know, it could be from, like, from Greece or Italy or all. I've had so many different Argentina, Mexico, and I admire all of you who are courageous enough, who aren't that comfortable. I, I'm here. You know, we will, it's not, it's not live. We'll make it work. 
So yeah, whether it's French or whatever, you're welcome on this podcast to talk Guns N' Roses. Uh, so thank you, Brian. I wanted to make sure I read that online because I get messages like this, man. This was sent to me on Christmas. This guy, Brian sent to me uh, on Christmas morning. Thank you. Thank you. I really uh, appreciate that. So uh, that does it for this episode. The first episode of Appetite for Distortion. Stay tuned for what guests are going to become uh, going to come this year. I'm. I just came back to New York. I gotta start sending out emails. I gotta start booking guests. I gotta get back into it. Uh, now that Baby Brownstone's a little bit older, I mean, not much. I mean, he's eight months. He can, you know, be. He could sit on my lap for some episodes. Some episodes. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll make it work. This is still a a priority of mine. I love doing this, and wasn't able to do it as much last year because of well, earlier in the year when my, when my wife's expecting, you don't want to schedule too much and all of a sudden be called in to you know deliver a baby and then after as many of you know you're under siege <laughs> especially those first two three months you're just like what is happening you know in my world my planet but uh yeah he's not he's i don't think he's saying his first word yet he goes dad 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 i think he's just mumbling i really do think he's just mumbling until he looks at me in the eyes and says daddy or, you know, absurd, or perhaps, you know, like, I really, I, I don't think he's, I think he's just, I don't know, we communicate like dolphins. <laughs> he, he makes dolphin noises and Chewbacca sounds. I, I, I love him, man. I definitely do. Uh, and I really thank you to all of you who have been so supportive of me involving him in this, this venture. I did put up a Best of Baby Brownstone a uh, highlight clip of him interviewing him interviewing uh, rock stars last year. So you can check that out on uh, on YouTube and all the, the social platforms. You know, uh, him meeting Tommy Stinson a few weeks uh, after he was born, playing peekaboo with Paul Rogers. You know, getting good some good uh, dad advice from Don Dockin. It's a it's a fun little clip show, and we'll see if I get to do that every year. Wouldn't that be something that he gets to look at when he's older? Like his clips of him as a baby with all these rock stars. It'd be fucking amazing. So anyway, uh, that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know soon is the word, but you'll see it. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.